This is the Truth Network. Head out on the highway. On the road again. Country roads. Take me home. When it comes to St. Louis, Chapman, Missouri. Oklahoma City looks so, so Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. one calling from the road comfort ye (laughs) almost heaven right take me home country roads get your motor running head out on the highway on the road again life is a highway why are there so many songs like this i think you would agree with me because our heart knows that we're on a pilgrimage right jerry Absolutely. We're definitely on the road. <laughs> the question is, what road are we on? Jeremiah, right? Ask for the ancient pass. Follow the tracks of the sheep from uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 1. The right road, the king's highway, leads to heaven, and to get to see the Father's face, Jesus' face, the seven blazing torches of the Holy Spirit, right? Jesus says, follow me. And he did supply a treasure map. (laughs) So on today's show, we are on that treasure hunt on the King's Highway. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. So have you ever wondered, I have wondered a great deal about this particular passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and I'll explain why I've wondered so much about it over the years, is the passage goes, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted with. The principle there in that verse is one of the most amazing things as I think through my life of how many times I've seen this verse play out in my life and in what I've witnessed you know, one of the most obvious times was when I got crushed by the Jeep. And I've told that story many times here on the show. I nearly lost my left leg. You've heard about that. But just a couple short, short weeks later, I got a call from somebody who said, can you go visit this person in the hospital is about to lose or possibly could lose their left leg. And was that just a coincidence <laughs> or was I not uniquely qualified Jerry to, to comfort somebody that was in that same position? Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, we can all, as Christians, we can sit there and rally around somebody and, and try to feel like we can comfort them. But, man, when it comes from somebody who has felt that hurt and experienced that hurt, it is, I mean, it, you know, God works through that, and God blesses it. Right, right. So 
I was just blessed out of my socks about five years ago to do interviews at the Association for Christian Counselors. They had hired Truth Broadcasting, and you may know I do other work besides the Christian Car Guy Show. And my job was to do 200 interviews over a weekend period of time with Christian counselors. And so you can imagine if you had to do 200 interviews with Christian counselors, and they were supposed to be 10 minutes apiece, I'm praying, asking God, what is it do I ask? You know, what do I do to set up these interviews? And he just simply said, Robbie, just throw out Second Corinthians chapter 1 at them and ask them how they play, that played out in their life. So as each counselor would sit down in front of me, this is over a four-day period of time, I would just simply say, hey, you know how in 2 Corinthians it says the God of all comfort comforts us so that we can comfort others with the comfort we were comforted with? How does that play out in your counseling work or in your ministry? That was all I would say. And it was like I had the golden key <laughs> because <laughs> as I opened up that lock, I was shocked. I was shocked out of my mind, literally. And I did the math. 198 out of 200 had a deep spiritual story on how God had comforted them and led them into the ministry that they had. For example, if somebody worked on a 1-800 hotline for suicide, guess what they had been through in their life? If somebody worked with people that had an abortion, guess what they had had in their life? If somebody helped people with alcohol addiction or drug addiction, you know, time and time and time again, once you just turn the key, out would come these phenomenal stories about how God had comforted them, and now they were comforting others. So there came this psychiatrist, right? And if you can picture this, <laughs> and this is the time I kind of question if I had the right question, God, because this guy doesn't look like he's been comforted a lot. <laughs> he, he sits down and he looks like a psychiatrist. He's got the goatee and he's got the glasses, a three-peat suit with a vest and all this stuff. And this guy's a doctor. He's not a counselor. And so I'm like, well, I got nothing. So I'm laid out there and I threw it out there. You know how God says he comforts us with comfort, you know, same question. And this man says, oh my goodness, I've never told anybody this story. Wow. And he said, I went insane. He said, I was so far from reality. I can remember sitting on the bed and seeing this red light in the insane asylum across the way and thinking it was Satan. But I'd just been married for a few weeks and my wife sat down in the bed next to me and she looked into my eyes and she said, I cannot live without you. I do not know how to deal with life. I need to get where you are. Can you tell me how I do that? If I need to go insane to be with you, can you please tell me how to get where you are? And he said, Robbie, it was like Jesus himself was saying, come back, come back. You know, you can't do this. And so he helped me fight through that to get back to reality. And then, you know, it was one of those stories that you'll just never, ever forget. So, so clearly, you know, this understanding that Paul had was a phenomenal truth. But I went to preach last Sunday. I was very blessed to be able to preach at Peace Church in Durham again. And as I was studying this passage, I realized this isn't necessarily what Paul was getting at in the chapter. So this was just a truth that Paul was just throwing out there for you to observe, which I agree. And it, it certainly lines up with the chapter, but it's not necessarily what he was going after. So I thought, where did he get this understanding? And so I started, you know, a search like you would for 
Bible references and whatever. And this is the treasure map that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. And so I see this Isaiah 40 starts out, comfort ye, comfort ye my people. Right? And, and interestingly, you come down three verses and here comes this, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And it was like, you know how sometimes you look at a passage and all of a sudden a light comes on? I mean, I understand that that's a prophecy of John the Baptist and it's a picture of what happened when he came there, but here was another light that came on as I saw that because all of a sudden I went, wait a minute. I saw a, 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 a whole series on Exodus. Actually, I'd seen it at Peace Church. And they talked about the reason that God walked these people through the wilderness was that they needed to learn to be dependent on God. Like if you need water and you're in the wilderness, what are you going to do? You got to pray, right? Or sing to a rock like they did, you know, or if you're going to need food, you know, quail would be good. Or how about a little manna, you know, (laughs) but it's all to be independent on God. And so this voice of the one crying in the wilderness is the person that has learned to be totally dependent or abide you know, with God. I mean, what a picture is that? And, and so he has been comforted, right? By God with all comfort. And so now the voice of the one crying in the wilderness would be the one that's crying out with the comfort that he was comforted with. Are you getting the picture of what I'm talking about now? So as I'm looking at that, I find this one last nugget at the bottom of it. And I, and I go, Oh my goodness, it's not the last nugget. I'm sure there's more if I studied further, but The word wilderness there has a connotation of it's a path to the pasture that it's like the tracks of the sheep. It's the way to go to heaven. And so the word wilderness just doesn't mean like out in the middle of the desert. It means that the voice crying from the highway, from the King's highway, like John Bunyan would talk about. This is the voice that's calling from somebody that's actually on the road to heaven that's saying this is the way to come. This is what John was doing, right? Make the way clear because, you know, you got to get on the highway. And so my question to you today, Christian Car Guy listeners, is when has God comforted you that then he, just in a short period of time, you found yourself as a witness to what he did in your life in front of somebody before you could hardly turn around? <laughs> or, or maybe it was years later. I would love to hear that story. 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. When were you comforted on the road to the celestial city? Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. Please, please, I would love to hear the story that you shared. Your treasure, your jewel in the in the cave. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. That you travel along There's one day here And the next day gone Sometimes you bend Sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn your back To the wind There's a world outside Every darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore But a brave are free And love her sore Come ride with me To the distant shore We won't hesitate To break down the garden gate There's not much time left today Comfort ye uh, on the road today on the Christian Car Guy Show, the voice of the one calling from the road. Comfort ye. It's an interesting concept. We've been talking about it here. When did that play out in your life? I would love to hear it. When you had a chance to share with somebody a way that you'd been comforted, you know, the power that they talk about in Acts 1, 
eight, you know, you're going to receive the power from on high, you know, to be my witness. When, when have you ever gotten, I mean, it's one of the coolest things ever, Jerry, when you actually can feel God sharing your story with you, you know, so that you can share it with somebody. Yeah. You know, God works through, through us. We're willing to be instruments that he can use this morning as we're doing the show and I'm sitting there listening. I said, my, you know, my prayer is that somebody will call in and share their story that'll bless somebody else. But if you're sitting there and you think, you know what, I have these life experiences where God has stepped in and, 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 and comforted me and got me through that. And you've never really shared it. My prayer is that after this show today, it'll give you something to stir your heart to go out and use that. Let God work through you. Or just, yeah. Like you say, pray that God will bring somebody in your path that has a similar struggle that you're uniquely qualified as Bob would put it in order to speak into that. But you had a chance a few weeks ago to go to Jamaica yes. and, um, it's interesting. You've been going long enough now that the ones you comforted back years ago are now comforting others. And, and it's, it's a cool thing to see. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's one of the great things about with Pinedale, how we do the continuing mission trip. We do a lot of trips, but one of them is Jamaica that's been going on. This is the 21st year Pinedale has sent a group to Jamaica in the same area, same ministry, things going on. Well, VBSs and building projects and stuff. But I, this was my 12th or 13th year. I'm not sure. So it's been a lot of years. And I had the first year I went, I remember telling Danny, you know what? I don't want to teach any VBS. <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of construction projects are going on? And he said, well, in the morning, everybody has to do something at one of the churches because just manpower, we need them. And I said, okay, well, put me with somebody, but I don't want to be with little kids, whatever we do. So I took an older group, which was supposed to be like 14 to 18. And that has sort of morphed into 14 to 40 year olds almost over the last years. But I started doing that. And now that's one of the highlights for me every year to go because I was able to, you be, I've built relationships and stuff. And, and I'll always say when I go Part of the, that trip, what it does for me is it's almost a time where I, I don't, I'm not strapped to my phone. I'm not worrying about what's going on at Ray's Body Shop and Record Service or being up here Saturday morning to do the radio show or what's going on at Pinedale Christian Church. It's, I'm just— A voice calling yeah, from the wilderness. Yeah. God, how, <laughs> God, how, can, I, how can I serve you? And, and it's a sort of a clean, clean mind and stuff, so it almost renews me. But then I also, with these kids, we're not kids now, the relationships I've built, I mean, I have people who come back and show me their kids that they've had or come and take a day off of work and sit in a VBS on a hill, on top of a hill and underneath some tarps and for a VBS lesson and stuff. And you know what? That is That encourages me, and I just, just, just my prayer is every year is that I've left encouragement and shown them Jesus Christ for a short time. And there's a, a group that you've yeah. got a special like for, and they're out there comforting other people, putting them on the King's Highway there in Jamaica, and, and you, you brought a little soundbite for yeah, them. Yeah, yes. Uh, these these four guys, was really five. There's four that came the night that I have recorded, but there's five of them, and they've sang for me during the trip down there, and they started singing as a group. And I'm going to tell you what, that was an encouragement, but also the comfort they've and they're they're out on street corners and singing away and I I recorded it when they came 
I brought them over to where we stay at night and had them sort of do well, a... they talked about uh, with him, you, you had explained that they'd gone through a lot of persecution because I understand in Jamaica there aren't a whole lot of Christians and, and they're looking being looked down on. And so here's their song kind of explaining yeah. their answer to that. There's always somebody talking about me, but really I don't mind. They try to stop and block my progress most of the time. But the mean things they say don't make me feel bad. Cause I can miss a friend that I've never had. I've got Jesus, I've got Jesus. And that's enough, oh Lord, and that's enough. He saved me, that's enough. Keeps me, that's enough. Feeds me, that's enough when I'm hungry, that's enough I've got Jesus, I've got Jesus And that's enough, oh Lord, and that's enough That's, wow That is that They is, wrote that song They wrote I mean, that and that's Nicholas is doing most of the singing with some of the others they harmonize in With, with Jerry and uh, Brad and, and Tariq But the funny thing, is, well, it's not funny But just sort of the perspective, put it in perspective Is they're 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 bold and and, and well, but I mean, you met them when they were little kids. They were little kids. They and were just little kids, and a couple of them's uncles were in my class years ago. And so I saw them when they would come up to my class because their uncle would be the one who brought them there, and had you know a relationship with them. And, and man, I tell you what, that just that just man, that just lights my world up. That's I, I, just awesome. It brings me back to a few weeks ago. <laughs> and you know the. the when I brought them down to the from Broadleaf, which is a pretty decent, I mean, it's a twenty-minute trip down to Mandeville and stuff. But I, I told him I wanted to take them out to eat to Pizza Hut, and one of the guys, well, as a matter of fact, it was the one who was doing the lead singing. Nicholas looked at me and said, "You know what? That's the only second time I've ever ate at Pizza Hut. I did it one time. One of my some family member took their family when he was like three years old." And so he was just in awe of everything there and stuff. And we just think, you know, we take so much stuff for granted. But but God's certainly working through those young men. And my prayer every day is, you know what, I got on a plane and I came back to the, to the States. They're there standing firm and standing up for Jesus Christ. And my prayer every day is that they have that courage. And you've, you had, you've met the same, same oh, kind yeah. of people. And it was so cool how they said, they're trying to block, block my progress, but I, he keeps going. And that's the point. Comfort ye on the road, right? The voice calling from the wilderness. How did that work out in your life? We are waiting for that story. We are anxious to hear it. 866-348-7884. Call us. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my 
pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Head out on the highway On the road again Country roads Take me home Well it goes through St. Louis Chapman, Missouri Oklahoma City looks so, so pretty Voice of one calling from the road. Comfort ye. We've been talking about Second Corinthians chapter one and Isaiah forty and you know, how cool is it that we can be the one crying from the wilderness? You know, saying, Hey, we know the road. <laughs> we know at least we've been comforted this way and the power that you receive when you share that kind of thing. And Jerry, as I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, we have the Jesus Labor Love with the Christian Car Guy Show. And the Jesus Labor Love is car repair for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And, you know, there's not a week that goes by or almost a day anymore that I'm not on the phone with a single mom or widow or somebody that's got some kind of real issue where they, they need tires or they need brakes or, you know, their car is broke down and they really don't have any answers. Um, of where what their next step is and it's fascinating to me that god had that season in my life for for a number of years actually where i didn't know where my next tires were coming from i didn't know but you know i often a friend of mine years ago said this to me because his his van had like two hundred and seventy thousand miles on it and he said you know i just don't think god let my shoes wear out when i was in the desert (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, I think about a lot of meat on that bone. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I mean, think about how many times in your life that, you know, you had that experience where God didn't let your shoes wear out while you're in the desert, or at least he provided new shoes or is the case with tires, whatever the case may be. But I, I do need to mention a need. You know, we, we, we've been really, really blessed over the last really two and a half years to never have run short on money with a Jesus labor love because we've had some phenomenally generous gifts and they were flowing in. But as word has apparently spread that we help people, guess what? The needs go up substantially. And I think, you know, by far and away, you know, we are within almost $200 of being out of money. And so, you know, the people that call next week and all that, we're going to have to figure out another way. We've got some, certainly some shops across the country that help us. But if somebody calls from Kentucky like they did this week or they call from Michigan or something where I don't have a shop in their area, you know, it'd be nice to have something. Yeah, and, a, and, Robbie, can I just stop you? Just because yeah. I say this all the time. If you're a business owner and you're looking to, you know what, you just feel that God is telling you to, to, to give back to the community and, and get involved and share Jesus Christ, man, I, I just pray that, that you'll put this on your, tonight you'll pray about it. And if you're in an area that there isn't a shop, man, you could be that shop. And and I'm going to tell you what, the blessings you get from it, it's, 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 it's amazing, but the blessing you'll give others 
is also amazing where you see God work through that. So, you know, there's so many opportunities to help by either giving money or, or resources or cars or whatever it may be. But also if you're a facility, a repair center, and you're looking for a way to, to give back to your community in a meaningful way, man, I just encourage you to pray about it and, and, and get on board and be part of the team. And a story that I'll never, ever forget with Jesus Labor Love, the one that just kind of just sung home the message to me that God was trying to tell me, Robbie, if you'll just step into the battle. You know, I know you look at it and you think I've got no resources to handle this, but if you'll just step into the battle, then I'm going to provide. And the story was the lady that she'd been running around for two years without any air conditioning. And she saw that Jerry's raised body shop was part of the Jesus labor love. Now it says body shop, right? So, you know, she came into you with an air conditioning problem, which immediately yeah. you're, but you decided to step into the problem, even though it says body shop, right? You said, well, let me see what's going on. She hasn't had air conditioning for two years. Maybe it can help. I'll let you share the story. Yeah. So she, well, we're walking out to the car. She's telling me about her husband passing away and he always did everything with the car. So really, I don't even know, I didn't even know where the gas went in it. And we're just talking and she's just, but I just haven't had the money. So air conditioning, I wind the windows down, but I was just seeing if maybe we can, if I can get that fixed. So I said, well, let me take a look at it. I go out and I'm looking and it has some cars and I forgot what year model it was or whatever, but it had the air conditioning button. A snowflake. (laughs) And that was sitting there. And so I, let her get in the car and just show me how she cut it on. We'll see what it was like. And I said, well, you're going to cut, turn the air conditioning on? And she says, it's on. See, it just doesn't blow cold. And I reached over and mashed that button, and instantly it started cooling. And she was just, what? <laughs> and said, never, she, well, I never knew what that was for. And just nobody had ever told her, and she had never, I guess, shared her her her, her need with anybody. So, yeah, you know, sometimes it can be simple. And, and that was a – didn't cost me anything but about two minutes of my time that, that was a blessing to her. And so – hey, I've never forgotten that story. <laughs> that was, and, you know, I can't think of the countless times that I've had customers come in and tell me that the air conditioning wasn't cooling. Seriously. And they had their snowflake button pushed. They, <clears throat> they had the compressor on. But it was – 98 degrees outside and they didn't have the recirculation button or the maximum air conditioning button pushed and realize that you can't the air conditioner can't overcome air that's outside the car that's over 85 degrees and and so similarly you know again if if somebody's coming to you with something you can't help but wonder did god send this to me right i mean was this somebody that god wanted me to help to take time and listen to what's going on and then engage. What, what, what can I do? Well, one thing we can always do, and, and I've found it, this is the one thing, if there's something God taught me with the Jesus labor love, here it is, pray. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's almost like, whoa, this girl, she was, just this week, you know, she was, let her car overheat, and it was making this horrible ticking noise, and as I started to describe to her what I thought was going on, you know, she called her father and called me back. She's heartbroken because she realizes that her car's ruined. And, and, and I don't have a car to give her. I, I don't, I, you know, I can hear the heartbreak. I can hear that. I can feel all these things. But I knew. I said, can I pray with you? 
and wow, we prayed. And if, if, if there's no explaining the sensation of bringing God into the situation and going, okay, God, you, you, you've taken care of me. You've let not let my shoes wear out in the desert. You know, can you help her and, and, and bring him in? And, and you are the voice of the one calling from the road in that situation. And all it's just like, well, there you are. God's called you into the adventure. And another awesome piece, I love the prayer piece because that brings God into it. It really puts the, that's when the rubber meets the road for a lot of these people because even though they may be uh, Christians and follower of Christ, they just never really taken it and just, just, just open their heart up and just through prayer and just, just play it out to God. But the other thing is the fact that through this whole ministry, I mean, that's what it's all about. It does. It is Jesus's labor of love. So Jesus is glorified through this whole process. And no matter what help they get, if it's no more than just, we'll just pray about it. There's nothing we can really do. Or or I know there's those situations where you feel like, you know what, the least I can do is pray. But you know what? Most of the time, that's the most important thing we can do. Yeah, it, it, it comes time and time again that those folks, if you ask them about the experience, what they remember was the prayer. What they remember was, you know, that they had a chance. And, and clearly, you know, God put it on their heart to contact us. And, and so we move in. And, and honestly, sometimes God says, stop right there. <laughs> I mean, I have this sense of, you know, we've done what we could do here. And there's other times that I've gone way further than I ever thought I would ever go. Um, it's, it's just a really cool thing to walk with God and, and then, you know, trust him for, for where he's going to take you in that. So want to mention a few things while we're on the subject of christiancarguy.com. So in order to get to the Jesus labor love, you got to go to christiancarguy.com. So christiancarguy.com, there's a whole menu for Jesus labor love, all sorts of stuff there for help for single cars. Or if you want to donate a car or you want to pray with these people, their current prayer requests, all that stuff is there at christiancarguy.com. But since you're there, you know, this is Christian Car Guy on Demand. You want to listen to previous shows or you want to listen to Christian Car Guy Theater, you just go to christiancarguy.com, click on the podcast page, and then you'll have all that information. But I do need to, for those who are, are familiar with their podcasting iPhone aspect, I've been asked by several people, how do I get all the Christian Car Guy Theater episodes in order? Well, here's, I've, I've set it up on iTunes so you can do that. If you go to the library on your iTunes under Christian Car Guy on the library and say, I want season five of the Christian Car Guy show. All season five is of the Christian Car Guy show is the Christian Car Guy theater. So you can listen to every episode right in order. And while you're there, you know, give us a rating. We would love to be five star. You know, I used to be a five star Chrysler dealer. And now I'd love to be a five star podcaster. You know, just a thing. I would like that. Yeah, let's make Robbie happy, okay? <laughs> Come on, let's give him a thrill. So what else made me more happy is you calling us after this break. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. of one calling from the road comfort ye today on the christian car guy show we would love to hear 
your story of how God comforted you, and then you were then able to comfort somebody with the comfort that you were comforted with, a sort of voice calling from the wilderness, 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share that. We have Frank is in Charlotte. He's got a car question for us, though. Frank, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Robbie. Um, I, I, I'm from Charlotte. I, uh, I was changing the, my, the oil on my uh, 2011 Buick Regal, uh-huh. and I, by mistake, I unscrewed the transmission plug. And, and I think I had, and I measured it with a, uh, uh, about 12, 12 to 16 ounces of transmission fluid came out. And, but uh, on this particular transmission, it, it doesn't have a dipstick. It has a, 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 a refill port right. and no dipstick. So it, I don't know how much I should put back in exactly. Well, I would start with the amount you took out. Well, the other thing is how many how many miles are on it, Frank? Uh, it's about, what was it, uh, 67,000. 67,000. So, um. You know, you could consult your owner's manual and see how long it would be to where you're supposed to service a transmission and go ahead and completely service a transmission, f- refilling it with the amount that it's supposed to be, you know, according to what the manual would tell you, the, the total amount of fluid would be. But, you know, that's going to be dependent on whether or not you get it sucked out of the torque converter. So you probably need to take it someplace. If it were my car and knowing how delicate transmissions are in GM cars, I would probably take it someplace and have them service the transmission to make sure they got all the fluid out of the, the torque converter and, and then go back in it. That's the really, really safe bet, but not certainly not the least expensive. I see. So <laughs> you don't think I could just put like 16 ounces of fluid in and hope that I got, I got it close enough? Absolutely. Before I drove it, I would put the amount that you took out back in if you know what that is, I would replace that. But then I would be really certain that you get, the, you know, every car uses a different kind of automatic transmission fluid and your owner's manual will tell you which one to put in there. And that's really critical right. because those things will really cause havoc if you don't put the right one in. So that's the first issue is you got to put the right stuff in there. Yes, I would replace that amount and, and see how it drives. But Certainly, by the time it had a hundred thousand miles on it, I would be trans- I'd be servicing the transmission. Okay. Well, I, I should tell you that uh, last year I I had a re uh, I had a rebuilt one put in there. Oh, okay. No, I think it was I think it was a new one actually. Okay. So yeah. you you you've you've re- replaced the transmission already recently. Right. Last year because it went out on me. And yeah. Plus about cost about $4,000. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I would put that in. I would take it back to the people that replaced it for you and have them look at it and go from there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the question, Frank. God bless. That's awesome. Thank you, and Lord bless you, brother. Lord bless you. Well, I did save my one story that I has always just blown my mind that God even let me see this. Um the way he did uh, about somebody calling from the wilderness. I had the Billy Graham Association contact me four or five years ago that they had a man that they wanted to get on my show, which is unusual. I hadn't had that happen before. And 
So I, if Billy Graham calls, I mean, by all means, <laughs> we're going to do Answer that. Answer that call. <laughs> and so they brought the man. And when he came, he had, you know, a couple of uh, Vietnamese translators with him. And I don't really think that any of the three of them knew English because it was a very, very difficult <clears throat> interview. <laughs> Because every time I would say something, they would say it. And if you can imagine being in a radio station and you saying something and then they've got to translate that to him. And then he's got to tr- say something back to him, which is then translated to you. And all this is done on the radio. And and they weren't really good at telling him what I said. And I'm pretty sure what they were feeding me wasn't exactly what he said. But essentially, it went something like this. My first question was, why did the Pilgrim Association want you? What, what was it that you wanted to share with our audience here at the Truth Network? And, and he says a lot of words, and, they, and the people come back and they say, prison. And I said, okay, was he in prison? You know, and this went back and forth. They come back, yes, for five years. And so I'm thinking North Vietnam prison. You know, Robbie's, you know, my mind just goes to Rambo 4. <laughs> you know, I think of a North Vietnamese prison, this guy with leeches on him and all this stuff, you know, and he was in a swamp and the guy goes, yeah, he was in a swamp. I said, he was in a swamp for five years. How many people were in this swamp? And you know, all this stuff comes back and forth. 900 people in this swamp, right? You just picture that. And so you slept in the swamp. No, you, you slept standing up. What did you eat? What was in the swamp? What did you drink? what was in the swamp for five years weren't people dying how did you live and he said oh yeah people were dying by the hundreds you know there was lots that they would pull out every morning that would be dead and i was like oh my goodness i mean when when god does allow something like that in your life he he gives you something really spectacular what did he give you pastor and and you might want to look this up when you get home tonight or if you got a bible handy he gave me Psalm 91. Well, just go read Psalm 91 some stamp, someday from the standpoint of you're standing in a swamp all night um, that God gave him that psalm. And, and it it's absolutely will blow your mind. So I'm sitting there wondering, how does he ever get out of the swamp, right? He's in there with nine. Who's, who knows who's who in this swamp, right? You just picture this thing. And I said, well, how'd you get out? And they said, well, he got out for good behavior. And I'm like, good behavior. <laughs> what do you mean good behavior? They said, well, he kept leading other people in the swamp to Christ. Well, that, my friends, is the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, right? He's the one that knew the 91st Psalm. I mean, he had been comforted like in a very unique way in this swamp, and he was put in a very unique position to lead people to Christ. And so what blows my mind is not that God could make this pastor survive in this swamp for five years. What blows my mind is all those other people that probably belonged in that swamp. I mean, they stole a chicken, they raped somebody, they killed somebody. God sent them a voice crying from the wilderness, right? He sent them a pastor, somebody that could share with them as uniquely, think about how unique that was and how beautiful it was. And someday you, because you got to hear this story and I got to hear this story, we're going to be in heaven and there's going to be somebody standing there that was in that swamp, right? (laughs) (laughs) That, That knows exactly about the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Is that not just one of the most amazing things I could even imagine, Jerry? Yeah, you just, I mean, just, just trying to visualize that and just, man, that is powerful, you know, but, you know, 
God put him there for a reason. And I don't know which one of those men that, you know, maybe went on and or, or all of them and, and, and shared that and brought other people to Christ. And so this guy sitting in a swamp in a prison was able to bring people to Christ. Rob, you're sitting in the studio, Truth Broadcasting. God calls us all. If you're sitting at home listening to this on the radio or in the car driving, God has called us. Right. With the oh, comfort, we're going to answer right? He's made you feel like, wow, I get to heaven in spite of all the horrible things I've done. He did that for me. Share somebody how he did that for you this week. What a beautiful, beautiful story. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. Got it all done in 33 years. And we are so blessed, really, to have you listen to the Christian Car Guy Show. Don't forget, ChristianCarGuy.com. Jesus, labor, love. We could use your help, but certainly your prayers. Thank you.